welcome to Heart of the Psalmist, cultivating the heart of creatives. Now, your host, Sharvis Witted. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Heart of the Psalmist. This is the show where we're asking God to create in us clean hearts so that we can create for Him. I've just come to realize in my years in creative arts ministry that while being creative, being technically strong is important. Absolutely, we want to give God our best. But when God looks at us, we learn from David that God does not see as men see. The scripture says that God looks at the heart of a man first. And that's what this show is geared towards. We're not devaluing your technical skill or your musical skill. But you know what? There are already plenty of people talking about that. God has given me something very specific to zero in on. And that is what's happening in your inner man, my brother, my sister. And today to help you with that evaluation, I have a very special guest. Someone that I met, I believe, by the grace of God on Instagram. One of the great reasons why that can be a wonderful tool. It really just depends on how you use it. We have a mutual friend. And I want to welcome to the show, Miss Erica Williams. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm glad that this day is almost coming to an end. I've been looking forward to this interview. <laughs> awesome. And uh, as you heard from the beginning, you know what this show is about. Uh, you also yes. support me on Instagram. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, most definitely. And the reason I wanted to have you on is because when I first became acquainted with your work, actually, I think our mutual friend, I think I just saw you on her page. What stood out to me was your content and your platform mm -hmm. and the things that you were emphasizing. And it really was in sync with the pulse of this show. Again, you weren't downplaying creativity. You're a writer, as I'll, I'll allow you to tell my audience about what you do now. But again, what stuck out to me is your emphasis on purity and walking before God a certain way. But before we get into that and deep dive into what God is giving you to help others, can you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yes. Yeah, so hi, everyone. A little bit about myself. Um, I am a purity coach. So I coach women in pursuing purity in every area of life, walking out holiness, uh, not only like in the area of sexual purity, but also financial purity, physical, mental, emotional purity, all areas. And I also have written a book called Don't Give Up. It's a seven day devotional journey for women just to provide scriptures, prayers and motivational words to help encourage women during hard times. I'm also the founder of Journey to Purity, which is an organization that helps women, again, walk out purity in every area of life. And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And now she's being modest because I've been her friend for a while, so I know about <laughs> everything she does. So what about your podcast show? Don't you have a podcast? Yeah, I do well? have a, you know what? I forget to mention a podcast. You would think after a year I would mention it, but yes, yeah, I have a podcast called Journey Heart to Heart Podcast. I have a co-host, Larisha Warner, and we share our journeys. Larisha has an amazing testimony on forgiveness and we connected over Instagram. And just again, another, what I believe is the divine connection and just the way that God has allowed us to just be able to communicate and share the word of God with others. So it's called Journey Heart to Heart Podcast. We're available basically on any podcast streaming platform. We have our episodes every first and third Thursday. Awesome. 
And then, yeah, I'm still going to push her a little bit more. They just started a new little venture related to podcasts. Can you tell my audience about that as well? I want to get it all out. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so we did. We started a new adventure. Um, it's called The Real Podcast Startup. And that's basically when we started our podcast, we didn't have many resources. We know we had a message that we wanted to get out. And we were trying to figure out, well, how can we do this without breaking the bank. <laughs> so we were able to learn so much about the different tools and things that were needed to start a podcast. And we decided to share that knowledge with others. So we have a group coaching program that we host. And if you're interested in when you want to start a podcast, you're interested in sharing your journey, your story with the world, or even if you are a entrepreneur, you want to look at ways to grow your clientele, you can definitely check us out at www.journeyhearttoheart.com. That is awesome. I think I got it all out. Actually, yeah. no, y'all, there's one more thing she's holding back, but I will get on her about that later. Okay, she knows yeah, what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the worship right. leader, the singing, <laughs> that's there as well. But we mm-hmm. can talk about that later. But you guys can see that she is a creative. She's an author. She sings. She does a whole lot of things. But the foundation that all of that sits on that I have found from observing your work and the things that you post is this commitment not only to create, but to walk before the Lord as a creative in a pure way. That's what drew me to your platform. Because there are a lot of creative people, right? But I want to encourage creative people to walk before the Lord in a very fruitful, intimate relationship and then express that through their creativity. That's what I think David was. And I think that's what God really wants. So you talk about this great journey to purity and you're teaching people about that now, but you had to have your own journey, right? Yes. So can you just tell my audience about what you walked through to get you to this place and now you have this ministry platform about purity? Yes. So um, I like to share my journey began in the, I would say the fall of 2010 in August of 2010. That's where I had an encounter with the Lord that really changed my life. I mean, up until that point, I thought that, you know, as a Christian, you know, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I went to church on Sundays. So I was thinking, you know what, I, I'm I'm living a Christian life. Uh, but in that account, encounter with God, it was like I I was not doing this right. Like there's more to being a Christian than just being saved. Like you actually have to have that lifestyle to match that lifestyle of just that full surrender and and being obedient to God and honoring what his word says. And having that encounter, I learned that there was a purpose that God had for my life because in the season where I just really, I was trying to go after things that I wanted to do and it really was not working out. And I was at a place where I was like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do? I had my life all planned out and it's just not working out. And so my mom invited me to, there was an in-home Bible study with her friends. They usually have Bible studies. And so I went there and that night was a little different. They had a guest prophet that came in and he was from another country. He spoke Spanish. And so he began to go from person to person and just give a prophetic word that the Lord is having him share. And when he got to me, he said, you know, the Lord is saying, a lot of people are asking you what you want to do, but I want to know what you're going to do for me. And so at that moment, it was like, wow, God wants me to do something for him. And I was like, okay, well, you know, okay, tell me more. And so he continued to just say, you know, God is saying you're a woman of God, you're a princess. And when you look in the mirror, you should see these things. And he continued to just say things that only God would know because he was speaking the things that I enjoyed as a child. But as I got older, you know, I just kind of, I just gave him up. I didn't, you know, I was like, oh no, you know, that's just a childhood dream. Like that won't happen. I need to focus on reality. And so at the end of the word, he said, God is saying, you know, he wants you to do these things for him, but he needs your yes. 
And so at that moment, in that moment, I said, you know what, God, I give you my yes. I've been living my life the way I wanted to live it. I haven't even taken in consideration what you created me for. Like you created me, but I haven't even come to you to ask what you created me for. And so it was in that moment, I gave him my yes. And that was kind of like the pivotal aha moment for me where my mindset just started to shift. And so I started to really desire to pursue the things of God. So that next day I went to a Bible bookstore and um, got some prayer books and just really started to dive into those prayers. Now, in the midst of this, I was sexually active. I was dating someone. And, you know, as I began to read the prayers and began to study God's word, I began to be convicted. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, Erica, you're giving God your yes, but you're still here pursuing things that you know that doesn't go, doesn't align with the word of God. Like you got to get this up. And so that is what began my journey to purity. And so I was just really in a place to where, you know, I'm like, okay, God, remove the things that are not of you from my life. And so that fast forward, I don't know, it was probably a year. It was hard because I, I did try to do things in and of my own strength instead of really relying on the spirit to lead and guide me. So I struggled with um, pursuing abstinence. There were many starts and stops on my journey, but, you know, Fast forward, when I finally did surrender to God at different areas, there was a time where I went to the altar and I said, you know what, because I was still struggling with um, masturbation and uh, oral sex. And I said, God, you know what, I've given you my yes, but I'm struggling in these areas like I need your help. And so I remember going to the altar one Sunday and I remember just confessing all of my sins there. And I remember renouncing them and to renounce that means to reject, to cast off, just to you know, say, hey, I no longer want anything to do with this. And so that's what I did. And when I did that, I felt like a release. And so it's been last September was nine years that I've been on this journey. And and I would say five years ago, the Lord was gracious enough to bless me to lead to found Journey to Purity. And that was through just sharing my testimony. Every year of my abstinence anniversary, I would share what I learned. So whether or not it was, you know what, I can actually be abstinent for a year. Or you know what, I can actually go on dates by myself, you know, and um, enjoy my presence. I don't have to have someone with me. And even if I don't get married, I can still be effective for the kingdom of God. And so in sharing those testimonies on social media, there would be women who reach out and say, hey, Erica, you know what, I'm on that same journey. I need encouragement. I need support or either, you know, I want to be in the place that you are. How do I get there? And so that's how Journey to Purity was created. And we celebrated five years last November. Wow, that's an incredible journey. So let me pull out a few things you said, but I know they registered with me. There's some key things I think really would help my audience. So you came to a point where you realized, I want to give God my yes, right? But then there was a disagreement between what you were verbalizing and what you were living. Yes. And so I think this is a place where a lot of creative people find themselves. Because think about it, whether you are singing, whether you are writing, whatever you're doing, you may not be verbalizing with your mouth, but you're saying something. But the question to me is, does my life say that as well? And so what was that moment like? Because it seems like it was such a pivotal place. Can you just open it up? What was that like? Why was that moment so important? It was important for me because at that point, this was probably four years into my abstinence. So I had been sharing still the testimonies and saying on my social media. But like you said, it was like that lifestyle didn't fully align. And it was just like, yo, you can't 
be like one foot in and not all the way in. When you aren't walking in a certain way, you can't speak on it. Like I couldn't speak on fully yielding oneself to Christ because I wasn't. I was still masturbating. I was still participating in oral sex. And so I know God had wanted to use me and and share the things that he's done in my life and being able to like fully be able to witness to other women and help them break free from those strongholds. But because it still was something that I was struggling with, I wasn't able to do that. And so in that moment, it's just like, no, I don't want to be a hypocrite. (laughs) So yeah, that's what that was all about. Wow. That's awesome. That reminds me of a conversation I had with someone else recently where sometimes you'll have musicians that are really skilled. They'll come to a church and the leadership in that church will zero in on their talent. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, we're going to pay. Yeah. Forget everything else. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're going to pay you this and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's I think, right. you know, when I look at your life, you know, I know you're not a pastor per se, but you're doing something that I believe that more leaders need to do. Pastors, yeah. elders, whatever you are is, yes, we appreciate your creativity. We see how it can benefit this local fellowship, but I'm more concerned about your relationship with Christ. And if it means that I'm going to say, no, not right now, don't play. I want you to come and let me disciple you and show you how to walk for Christ. So that when you're writing, when you're singing, doing whatever you do, it's not just something you're doing on stage, but there is also an agreement with how I live every day. I commend you for that. That is wonderful. And also that is translated into how you're able to help other people. So, you know, tell me what that's like. What is it like to, from this place of truly walking, not in perfection, because we're not perfect, we're perfect in Christ, but what is it like to now walk and be serious about walking through the power of the Holy Spirit and purity and from that platform to help other people reach that same place? What has that been like? It's been amazing, man, to really see like God how he transformed my life and now being able to share that with other women. And it's like, when I do get to talk to other women, I'm able to come to them from a place of understanding and not necessarily judgment because I have experienced the same things. One of the things I do say is even in making that decision, it's like when you decide to pursue things in the flesh, that's like full rebellion, like because you know the will of God, but it's like you're choosing this. And so whatever you're choosing this, like, do you honor that more than you honor God? And just looking at it from that standpoint and helping them to see see things from a different perspective, but it's perspective being the word of God, biblical base and giving them actual tools instead of saying, you know, hey, just go read the Bible or whatever, but helping them to really like break down those key biblical principles so that they can actually apply it to their life so that they can actually see, you know, consistency and be disciplined on the journey and really see um, results. Yeah. And it's just discipleship. That's what I'm hearing. Discipleship. Yep, exactly. It's sort of what I'm hearing. It is, okay, we're on stage, but there is a life that you have to live. So not only am I going to put you on stage and allow God to use your gift to bless the congregation, but then when we get off of the stage, I'm going to help you walk this life out. That's a wonderful thing. How has this impacted, influenced how you create? Because, hey, you're writing, you're doing all this stuff now. How has it influenced all of that and maybe change? I don't know. You tell us. I believe it's helped me to actually hear more clearly from God and be able to use the ideas that he does give me in a positive light <laughs> um, and in a way that, you know, truly does bring him glory. There's so many ideas and I have like a little journal that I keep downloading. It's like he's always downloading something, showing me something different, something new to add to it. I'm like, Lord, okay, I can't keep up. But um, yeah, it it has definitely uh, changed. It's definitely change for the better yeah do you find yourself when you are uh, coaching and uh, mentoring do you find yourself coaching other people who are creative like you you ever come across anything like that 
Yes, yes, I do. I have individuals who are dancers in ministry and music. And it, even though we have different talents and different gifts, it translates over into where I'm even able to help them come up with ideas and things that would help in their ministry as well. So not only just focusing on that, you know, like purity aspect, but also giving them input to help them creatively with the things that they're doing. So it's, yeah, it's been amazing. Now, do you find that some of those creative people I think it's obviously it is the case, but I want to assume that they're in the same place that Mm -hmm. you were to where there is this disagreement between what they're trying to communicate in their creativity and how they're actually living. Do you find it to be the case? Yeah. Yeah. It it starts off that way. (laughs) It does. I'm just digging into this hole because this is my sweet spot. Probably noticed by now this about based Uh on the kind of stuff that I post. I'm sure you talk to them and some of them with their journeys. Have you ever kind of gone upstream with them in their conversation and seeing a connection between that kind of lifestyle, because I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them probably are serving in a local church somewhere. Do you ever find a connection between maybe, and this is not to condemn anybody or judge anybody, but it just happens with mm-hmm. creative people where people are so taken and so amazed by what we can do creatively that our life and our need for discipleship, just like the people that we're discipling in our craft, we often don't get that. So have you ever... Mm-hmm found that being communicated to you that they're not getting that sometimes in their local fellowship or in their Christian circle? Yes, yes, I have. Because like I said, when I minister one-on-one or even in a group setting, we go um, passage by passage in scripture and break it down. And I'm like, man, I never even heard it. Like this is I didn't understand this scripture at all. I had a whole total different, you know, viewpoint or even they never even heard um other scripture. And so I like to encourage them to take the word and study for themselves and before they read to actually pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give them understanding as they're studying those scriptures. Because a lot of them would do the devotional, the Bible app devotional and say, okay, you know what? I read my scripture for today. I read, you know, that devotional for today. I'm good. And I'm like, no, you got to go deeper. (laughs) You got to go deeper. You can't just stop off of one scripture. And then, cause you could miss the context of it. If you're just going to pull out one scripture, you don't read what precedes it or what comes after. And so, yeah, there's been times where they say, you know, I'm not, I feel like I'm not being fed in my home church. I thought that was the case. And that's really one of the things that really drives my platform is to fill that need and then mm-hmm. to go upstream, you know, as I have conversations with pastors and just say, hey, this is a real deal right here where we have a lot of creative mm-hmm. people who are right in your church. They're singing every Sunday, they're dancing, but sometimes it's just because we're so busy creating and doing things. Creativity has such a front seat in the congregation to where our need for discipleship is often kind of thrown in the ward. And I think sometimes unintentionally, so you end up having these creative people who they can create, but they're not growing in Christ. They're not being fed. But I thank God for you and that you've gone down that journey yourself. And now you are turning back around and you're being a disciple. And I think that's what the kingdom is all about. It's really all about. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And even with them wanting to overcome those strongholds, but not having it because in church, like, yeah, you'll hear about, oh, yeah, save yourself from marriage and do this. But there's not any teaching on, you know, how to do it. You know, so I get it all the time. Like, thank you so much for this ministry. Like I needed it. I'm not getting it at church. The church isn't teaching this. Yeah. Well, I think this is an incredible mission that you have. I want to just encourage you. Keep doing what you're doing. You caught my eye. I follow you. I share everything I can that you're doing because you're doing a phenomenal job and you really are feeling a need that a lot of creatives, and not just creatives, women, 
even a lot of men, I know your, your platform mm-hmm. probably focuses more on women, but trust me, it's probably touching some men as well. Um, yeah. Just this need to, to learn because we all are holy in Christ. Christ has made us holy, but then Paul says, you got to learn to walk in that newness of life. And that's where the teaching comes in. You, at one point, you were trying to do this in your own strength. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let, let, so let, <laughs> let, let's, we got to give that like five minutes at least, you know, because this is crucial. Talk about that for a second. But, you know, just thinking, oh, I can come over and, you know, hang out. We can watch TV. And, you know, I, I got my, you know, my little uh, stop here, my boundary, got this set up. Like, we're good. Like, no, the Bible says flee every appearance of evil. I wasn't doing that. Mm. <laughs> I was, you know, getting as close, trying to get as close to that that line as I could, thinking like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. But Nah, it wasn't the case. It was really, for me, I had to realize like, yeah, Erica, you need to stop lying to yourself. You need to (laughs) make sure that you are listening when the Lord gives you instructions, when he tells you not to answer this text, when he tells you avoid this phone call, when he tells you take your little tail home, you go home. (laughs) So yeah, man, it's real. When I was trying to do it in my own self, I failed miserably. That's great. And I'm quite sure that you're sharing it with a lot of the people that you end up mentoring. And that's encouraging because I've been there. We can't do it in our own strength. If we could do it in our own strength, we would not have needed Jesus and we certainly wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. You know, that's the, you know, the Old Testament was our tutor, according to what Paul tells us. So my sister, I just want to thank you for your time today. Again, you are doing a stellar, wonderful job for the kingdom of God. And I think if you keep doing this, you're going to leave a wonderful legacy. You're changing some people's lives and you're showing people not just how to create and to sound like they got it together, but how to empower the Holy Ghost and the word of God to walk out the things that they're expressing in their creativity so that their life yeah. now becomes a song, their life becomes the book that people can read and find encouragement. Well, hey, before we close out today's show, I want to make sure that my audience knows how to find you. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Erica N. Williams, that's E-R-I-C-A-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Or you can find me on Facebook at Official Erica N. Williams. And also you can check me out on my website at www.ericanwilliams.com. That has all the information about everything else that I'm doing right now. Awesome. 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 And I told y'all I wasn't going to let off the hook. I'm not going to make you sing, you know, but I finally wanted to encourage you. Hey, walking that as well. Walking every creative gift that God has yes. given you. All right. So we're going to be looking for that Facebook post and you're singing again soon. Yes. Yes. I'm going to post that <laughs> soon. Thank you. Well, Miss Williams, thank you for your time today. We are the better for it. You've really enriched my audience. God bless you in all your endeavors. And we are going to have you back on the show again, maybe with your podcast, buddy. We'll have both you guys on and we'll do it. Awesome. Interview. Awesome. Look forward to it. Awesome. Well, that's it. Take care. God bless you. All right. Thank you.